This morning we're going to look at making room for Christ as we get into the Word. First of all, I want to share a, a joke with you from the joke bank. A boy says to his mother, his mother, he says, you can delete the train set from my Christmas wish list. And the mother says, why is that? And the boy said, yesterday I found one in the closet. I know, it's dry. It's very good. Making room for Christ. Today we live in a very busy culture. It's a culture that's running constantly. We have so many things going on in our lives all at once, and it never seems to slow down. And in the midst of it all, it can, be very, it can become very easy to make to not make room for Jesus in our routines and busyness of life. And at Christmas, it can sometimes get even easier because the calendar fills up very fast with gatherings, with concerts, with celebrations, and so on. But in the going and coming of the season and life as we know it today, I want to encourage us this morning to make room for Christmas because after all, He is the reason we celebrate Christmas. Amen? I want to show this video this morning as we continue. I hope this doesn't take long, because I have stuff to do right now. She's coming. Well, today is your special day, and your birthday comes only once a year. Well, yeah, you're right. Since you're here, why don't you sit down and talk? We'll catch up. No, 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 no. This is about you. And this year for your birthday, we knew exactly what you wanted. Really? Yeah, yeah. we did you see them. We all got you gifts. Well, the gifts are really unnecessary. I mean, I, I just want to sit down and chat. Here, yeah. open mine first. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> clever. Uh, yeah? W-W-I-D. <laughs> and I'm the only one that can wear right? it. Right? <laughs> Do you love it or what? Yeah. I thought, if Jesus would want anything, this would be it. It's great, Drew. <laughs> Listen, I know you were looking for work. Yeah, Jesus, How's you know what? We're all looking for work. Here, open mine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a Bible. Oh, Bible. And it's got your name on it, and your words are in red, just in case you forgot what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> How did it go when you went over to talk to your? Oh, Jesus! I, Here, open uh, my gift. Okay, yeah. you're gonna love it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See right there. Huh? Okay, and what is this? Sand from the Holy Land. I, I special oh. ordered it just for you, so that you would feel more at home. You know. I do. Anyway, and that's not all. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, cross. Yes, a cross, exactly. But not just any cross. This cross was made from the same wood that your cross was made from. Can you uh, believe it? And you can <laughs> wear it as a necklace, you know, to remind you of that day. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. All this is unnecessary, guys, because uh, all I really want to do is talk. 
Jesus, what is your problem? I mean, if you don't like our gifts, just say so. Yeah, we went through a lot of trouble to get you these. This Bible was not cheap and the engraving was real gold. You're gonna oh. act like that. You can forget about seeing us at Easter. You know, you can at least be grateful for the stuff that you wanted. But all I really wanted was you. What are you laughing about? There's a lot of humor in that, but there's a big message in that as well. You know, this is one of the busiest times of year. And we ourselves often say that. We don't... We, didn't know this, but according to the calendar on Google, I wasn't aware, but according to Google, it must be right because the internet is always right. Not. I found that December as a national day for something for every day. And apparently it's a thing, and because we're at the 19th of December, we've already missed quite a few. But here's a few of those national days. National Christmas Light Day is on December 1, apparently. My wife came to mind right away. National Safety Razor Day and National Skip School Day is on December 2nd. You notice I waited till the kids left before I shared that? <laughs> Bathtub Party Day is on December 5th. December 7th is National Pearl Harbor Day. December 8 is Brownie Day. December 17 is National Ugly Sweater Day. We missed that one by a few days as well. December 19th, which is today, is National Hard Candy Day. So make sure you have a candy today. But if you missed all these special days, then don't worry. You can still celebrate National Humbug Day on December 21. Make sure you get all your frustrations out on that day. National Winers Day on December 26. National No Interruptions Day on December 30th. And National Make Up Your Mind Day on December 31. Now if you're like me, you probably didn't even know they existed. But there's one day in December that you probably can, ne can never miss, even if you wanted to, and that's December 25th. It's one of the most universally celebrated holidays in our nation and around the world. And yet I believe there are many people, maybe even some who are listening today, who have not made room for Christ at Christmas. And I don't mean that people won't celebrate, that they won't put up a tree or buy presents or sing carols or even come to church. But the meaning of Christmas and experiencing the power of that night that God did something so wonderful and so powerful that it literally changed history for all mankind forever and ever will be missed and very little to no room will be made for it to become real in lives today. Because Christmas is not just a day on the calendar. It's not about all the nice gifts and presents we give and receive, although those are nice. Those are good things. It's not just a nice holiday to decorate and sing different songs, to eat lots of food and maybe different foods. But it's the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. It was a time when history was changed forever. 
But as we look at the Christmas story, we see where some made room and some didn't. Some missed it altogether and others were amazed at what had happened. One of, the, one of the ones who missed it and made no room for Christmas or for Christ at Christmas was the innkeeper. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 2 today, verse 1 to 16. It's the Christmas story told by Luke. It's a very familiar story to most people. We've read it many times. We've heard it many times. But I want to pray today as we as we read His Word once again. Father, thank You today for Your Word. Thank You that You have not forgotten what You have said, that Your promises are yes and amen. And God, I ask today that You would speak to us through Your Word once again, that we'll be challenged through Your Word and encouraged and uplifted today. Holy Spirit, help us to hear you and what you want to say to us. In your precious name, amen. Verse 1 says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house of, and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to the firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lie, laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The innkeeper had no room. And so the question arises today, do we have any room? Is there any space to give Jesus the honor He is due this Christmas? You know, they were into money, they were into government, they were into politics of the day, and Jesus had gotten lost in it. Business was good, the economics were working, but with good business, a crowded place, and a packed hotel, Jesus was missing. The innkeeper missed Jesus that day. In fact, there were more animals at Jesus' birth than people. And as we prepare and are getting ready to celebrate and gather for parties and events together, can I encourage us to not lose Jesus this Christmas? After all, how, how can we have a birthday party for somebody with the person not present? Throughout Scripture, we see where it was, wasn't only Christmas that people didn't make room for Jesus. We could say that it was a common scene to some degree. Throughout different places in the Gospels, we see examples of this in Luke chapter 4. After Jesus was done preaching in the synagogue, it was the religious leaders who made no room. In Matthew 26, we see this when Jesus was judged before the council. John 7, we see where there was no room for Him amongst the Pharisees, and they sought to have Him arrested. In John 15, we see Jesus was hated by the world. He said, the world will hate you as they hate me. And as we look around today, we can still see this happening all around us. 
crisis taking out, taken out of the public school systems. Not allowed to speak about them or mention the name of Jesus in there. We see in our nation where people are being dismissed from places of employment for wearing a religious symbol in the workplace. We see it especially this time of year in Christmas festivities where it's all about Santa Claus and reindeer. But Jesus came into the world that you and I might be saved and set free into a life of wholeness and completeness through Him. Revelation 3.20 speaks of Jesus as He stands at the door and knocks. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. He's saying, you will, will you allow me a place in your life? Will you make room for me to enter into your life and bring you the fulfillment that you are longing for? God wants to be our peace this Christmas. He wants to be our joy. He wants to fill us to an overflowing with His Spirit, but He needs an invite to come in. He stands at the door of our hearts, the end of our lives, and says, will you allow me to come into your life? Is there room in your heart this morning? You know, as we heard last week, what are we giving to Him? What gifts are we bringing to Him? Are we giving our best, or does He get our leftovers? You know, the truth is that Jesus was rejected and turned away at many times on different occasions of His life, even in His own town, but there's more to the story. There were people who made room for this baby that was being born, who come forth to be the Messiah of the world. And one of those people was Mary. The mother of Jesus, she was a young girl, unmarried, not knowing the future. God spoke to her and He said, you will bear a child. And everything in her life was about to change. Her reputation was at stake. Her marriage to Joseph was on the line. Everything that was important in her life was at risk. But she made room for Him. She said, let it be to me according to your word. She allowed God to work in her life as he saw fit to do so. And God looked after all the consequences and effects it would have on her life. Do we believe that he's doing that in our lives today? As we surrender to Him, give it all to Him, do we believe that He's taking care of all things? You know, when she made room for Christ in her life, she experienced God's supernatural power. It was an absolutely impossible task for her to fulfill. She said, how can this be when I'm a virgin? What you ask of me is totally out of the question. And we might do the same thing when God asks things of us. We see how naturally speaking, it's totally out of the question. Yet God's words to her are also His words to us. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. 
And that answer, that's the answer to every human impossibility. God's Holy Spirit is equipping, it's anointing, it's empowering, and enabling us to do in His power what is impossible in our own. But she was putting her reputation on the line. Because an unmarried pregnant teenager was a scandal back in those days. She was putting her marriage on the line to Joseph. Joseph could have divorced her and cast her off. And no one else would have ever given her another thought. And that meant that not only her companionship would be gone, but her security would also be gone. Because in those days, wives were totally dependent upon their husbands. So this was a big deal for Mary. Because what God was asking of her was a lifetime of either bagging or prostitution. But she made room for God, and God protected her. The angel said, the power of the Almighty will overshadow you. God took care of Joseph. He took care of her future. He took care of her reputation. Because we don't see it anywhere where it was, where it was mentioned or questioned on her morals. When we make room for God, He covers us with a supernatural enabling, a supernatural protection, and a supernatural provision. And by giving her life to Him and making room for Him to come in, she received the whole package. It was a supernatural experience. And I believe that God wants, to, wants us to experience the same in our lives. But it requires us coming to a place of surrender in our lives. And when we do so, He will come upon us in a supernatural way. As we make room for Him, we'll witness the supernatural in our lives. And she made room in her life. The Holy Spirit was given room. So as this Christmas season is upon us, let's not allow the enemy to steal our joy, our peace, our love. But let's make room for King Jesus in our lives, in our routines and celebrations this Christmas. Someone else we see who made room for Jesus at Christmas in this story was the shepherds. Verse 8 says in Luke chapter 2, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph 
and the baby lying in a manger. What were the shepherds doing? They were tending on their flock in the middle of the night. And these weren't just ordinary flocks. They were given the task of raising flocks for the altars of Jerusalem. They were sacred flocks and the covering of sin for the year to come. And without them there would be no atonement, no forgiveness, and no ongoing relationship with God. These shepherds had to make sure that these flocks were kept safe. The whole spiritual life of the nation was at stake. But when they heard the news the angels sang about, To you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A greater priority took over. They made room for Christ regardless of the importance of their jobs and their duties. And years later, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they'd done the same. They'd been working as fishermen. People depended on them for their food. Their father depended on them to work the family business. But when Jesus said, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, they made room for him. They left everything, just like the shepherds, to follow him. When Jesus passed by Matthew's tax booth, he had a duty to perform for Rome. But when he heard, follow me, he made room for Christ in his life. They were minding their own business, doing their own thing, tending sheep, keeping watch, not expecting an interruption in their day to come like that. How many times in our lives are we situated? Things are well, doing what we know, and suddenly God shows up and says, Son, daughter, I have this for you to do. Come follow me. I have this great offer over here for you, and I believe it would be very good for you. You know, this may have happened to you somewhere along life's journey. It's happened in our lives several times. When He called us to the paw with the task to bring life-giving hope through Jesus to all generations. It came as an interruption in our normal routines, in our everyday lives. But people need to hear the good news of Jesus and how He came to earth to rescue the lost souls that are waiting to be loved and cared for. So He says, I've chosen you, now go. But now it's a choice to make room for Christ in our lives. So like Mary, we said, Lord, Your will be done. Like the disciples when He said, come follow Me. We packed up our things. We sold the house. We loaded up our family, closed up business, and moved north. Because God had a plan and a purpose. But it wasn't an overnight decision. It wasn't as quick. I wasn't as quick to throw down the tools and walk away as the disciples were. There was a lot of waiting on God. 
a lot of prayer that went into this. There was a choice that needed to be made to make room for the Lord and His will to be accomplished through it. And today I'm still thankful that we said yes to the call. And we're continuing to trust the Lord in all that He desires to accomplish through that call. Sometimes we're approached with an option to make room for God in our lives or live in disobedience. And it requires a choice. So the question is, what will you choose when God comes knocking at your door? Mary found supernatural enabling and protection when she made room. The shepherds found joy in their hearts, something they may have been seeking all their lives. For me, I found what was missing through all the challenges and all that have come our way. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else but right where He has placed us. He will bring fulfillment to your life when you surrender and commit your will to His. That's who He is. That's what happens when we make room for Him in our lives. The story goes that they return glorifying God and praising Him. Are you looking for something to fill your heart and your life? Are you looking for a source of joy and fulfillment you've not found in work, in money, in pleasure, in recreation? I want to encourage you to make room for Jesus and your life will be filled with praise and thanksgiving. Not only did Mary and the shepherds make room, but so did the wise men. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 10 and 11. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. As we learned last week, it was a journey of faith. They weren't assured, but they walked by faith. And when they come to the house where Jesus is, they knew they found the one they were searching for. And opening their treasures, they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these gifts weren't just random gifts. They were significant gifts. Gold was the gift that was always presented to a king. Frankincense was what was offered to God in worship. And myrrh was a spice that was used in anointing dead bodies. And by the actions they were prophesying that this child was a king who was God himself come to earth to die. They made room for Jesus, leaving wives, children, houses, their own country to embrace the gift that God was giving. And in return they found the goal 
of their searching. Bowing down in the house in worship, their hearts were filled and their souls were satisfied. Will we be like Mary and the shepherds and the wise men who chose to make room for Him? Or will we continue to walk in our own direction? The choice is ours to make. When we make room for Him, He fills us with an overflowing joy. He gives us something to talk about, just as the angels gave the shepherds something to talk about. It has no comparison to anything else in this world. So today, what will your choice be? Will you make room for Him in your life, in the festivities of this season? Will we, will we remember why this season is even a celebration and allow Him to use the time to be beneficial to us, to show us His love in our lives? You know something, church? It doesn't matter at the end of the day what rules and restrictions are placed on us. It doesn't matter what man will try to stop. As fun and exciting as Christmas is, as much as we love to gather and have events to connect with each other, which are great things and we love to do just as much as the next person. But the most important thing for us to keep in mind right now is that Christ is the reason we celebrate. And He is still on the throne. And when we make room for Him in our lives, we will be victorious through Him who gives us strength. Because at the end of the day, nobody can take Jesus from us. Amen? Nobody. It doesn't matter what else they try to take. They can't take Jesus. God gave His Son, the Savior of the world, for me and you. And that is the greatest gift of all. You know, things could be much worse. We could be like those precious people trying to escape their homeland for a better life, and at the age of 10, losing their lives. We could be like those that have lost everything because of the weather patterns that have wiped out their whole lives and even taken many lives in death in different parts of our nation and the world today. There's so much chaos going on around our world. But today, as we look at the bigger picture, looking past what is just in front of us at the moment, can I encourage us to not miss the Lord in all of this? Let's not miss Christ in this Christmas, but let's make room for Him in our hearts, in our families, our day-to-day -day routines, and our lives, and allow His supernatural power, His supernatural protection, and His supernatural provision to flow through our lives. Let's say as Mary said, let it be to me according to your word. She allowed God to work in her life and on her life as He saw fit to do so. And God looked after all the consequences and effects that it would have on her life. He looked after it. And as tough as it is, we must trust that He will do the same 
for us today. In each of our lives, as, as we give Him that place and make room for Him to lead us in His ways for our lives. You know, the Bible says in, in Philippians chapter 2 that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Savior and Lord. There will come a time when every man, woman, boy and girl will bow at the name of Jesus. The Father has exalted Him and made Him above every other name. And you and I will have to stand before Him and give account for how we've conducted our lives. How we have been obedient to His purpose for our lives. And how it has looked for us in making room for Him in our lives. And I've asked myself many times, Will he look upon me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant? When my time comes that I stand before him, whether it's by the grave or by the rapture, will he look upon me and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Will he say, I visited you and interrupted your day and just as Mary made room, just as the shepherds and the wise men made room, you also made room for me and have welcomed me into your heart and into your life. Is that what, what I will hear? Is that what you will hear today? I want to encourage us this morning to make room for Him as He stands at the door of our hearts and knocks waiting to come in. Don't turn him away or walk a road of your own direction. He will not lead you wrong and he wants the best for each one of us. We are his children and we were all born as Jesus was with a purpose and on purpose. So allow him today to lead you and allow him to guide, guide you to be your strength, to be your rock to be your peace and joy in turbulent times throughout this Christmas season. Don't miss what He has for you. He will fulfill you and complete you in ways you could only dream of as we give Him that place in our hearts and in our everyday lives and make room for Christ on that journey. Amen? You get the worship team to come again. But today, if you're here and you need prayer, we want to encourage you to come and let us pray with you. Let us pray for you today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, whether you're with us in person, whether you're joining us online, we want to encourage you to call on Him today. Make Him Lord of your life. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And be Lord of my life today from this day forward. And if you pray that prayer today, let us know. Let us know that you've made that decision. Because that is the greatest and best decision you will ever make in your life. To receive Him as your Lord and Savior. 
And so today as we sing this song together, I want to encourage you to worship. Ask the Holy Spirit what it is that He would have you take from His Word today. And not only here, but apply that to our lives as you give yourself to Him. Father, thank You today for Your Word. Thank You that Your Word is alive, it's active. It speaks to us in different ways, different seasons, different times in our journey with You. And Father, I ask today that You would speak to each of our hearts that are listening today and the days ahead. God, that You will show us what it is that You would have us to take from Your Word. Where there's areas in our lives that we have not made room for You. That You would reveal that to us. That we would walk in that supernatural blessing that You have given Your life for us to have. God, I ask for those today that may not know You, that today this will be the day that they will call upon You to make room for You in their lives going into this Christmas and the rest of their lives as they live here upon this earth. God, be glorified today. We love You. We exalt you. We place you in the highest place. And God, we ask that your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven in each of our lives this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the message today. We trust you will have a fantastic week. And remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.